And an issue that uh, keeps getting headlines. And a woman on Tuesday, a grandmother, becomes the 93rd person to die while cycling on our streets. And, you know, the city can have all the initiatives it has in place, but it did not and would not have saved Dahlia Chaco, who loved biking, did it every chance she did. And apparently, according to her family, she struck a flatbed truck, or it struck her, in downtown Toronto. And her son spoke to Global News about their loss. Well, she did. She loved to ride her bicycle. She really did. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's, it's tragic. But at the same time, she was doing something she did really enjoy. And she basically decided to kind of return to, to Canada, um, you know, and kind of enjoy her, her retirement. She wouldn't be someone to bike in traffic. Uh, you know, when I heard she was hit on the bike, I knew for sure that she wouldn't be in the middle of the lane or anything like that. She was very safe about it. The mistakes happen. And, you know, under no circumstance do I think this person was acting maliciously. I haven't heard anything to, to, to believe that. And until I do so, my goal isn't to criminalize somebody. Uh, it's very tragic. That is the son of Dahlia Chaco. She, certainly more understanding than I think a lot of people would be. But deaths are spiking, and I don't know what happened in this case. It may very well come down to the fact that the motorist was at, f- at fault, but, you know, we blame motorists all the time for this, no matter if they're right or wrong, when a cyclist or pedestrian is struck and killed. And special interests will argue speed, distraction are to blame. It plays a role for sure. But if you slow down a car and a person goes into that car, even slow, you still are going to be either badly hurt or killed. So I think it's time we have an honest discussion that everybody using our streets has to change their habits. Whether it's jaywalkers, whether it's cyclists, you know, breaking all the rules. But I I don't see any politician who's willing to have that conversation. Maybe the guy I talk to next will. John Burnside joins me now. He is a Toronto City Councilor up in Ward 26. Also a former police officer. So he might know a thing or two about the streets. Hey, John. Hey, Alex. I guess I should call you Councillor Burnside. Sorry for the formality. Uh, nobody else does, so why <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about my spiel. Um, you know, I, I just, I think it's very unfair uh, just that one side gets blamed for this when I see a lot of bad habits on all sides. Well, you know, you are bang on. And I, I mean, for me, it's not even blaming people. It's how do we solve the issue? So, you know, the first thing I learned as a driver was it was defensive driving. And as a cyclist, I think you need one needs to be defensive in this. You know, we have a lot of development in the city. We have a lot of trucks. Speed has nothing to do with it. Uh, Human error happens all the time. So whether you're a pedestrian, a cyclist or a driver, for that matter, you have to act in a defensive manner. There's nothing, by the way, enjoyable about riding a bike on Toronto streets. I, I find it to be a simply terrifying experience. Oh, it is. And, and the streets themselves, are some of them are in such a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how people do it. So I do feel for cyclists. I do too. And, and I'm not talking, I'm not blaming, forget the crazy cyclists, they're right there. But just the, the average cyclist that's going along, they have to really be looking everywhere, especially with the number of trucks that are in the city. Right. But here's the problem. You've got pedestrians who do their own thing and they're crossing all over the place. They've got their smartphone in their hand, so they're generally looking down. You've got cyclists, some who are very good. They stop. But then you've got other cyclists that kind of just do their own thing and kind of follow the rules and kind of don't. And then you've got the guys and gals who are out doing uh, deliveries and they're 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 all over the place. And, and yet 
no law enforcement will crack down on this to change the behaviors. Well, I mean, so I, you know, for five of my 10 years as a police officer, I was in traffic. It's really tough to get a, a cyclist, uh, especially when you're in a car. I guess if you're uh, on a bike yourself, it's a lot easier. But absolutely, there needs to be enforcement against the cyclist. My biggest issue, though, is this, you know, we're talking about Vision Zero, and it's, everyone, it's all about slowing down. I looked at the statistics of, of all the fatalities last year. There were 63 of them. Five of them involved excessive speed. Uh, one of those was an impaired driver, so you can knock that off the list. So four out of 63 had to do with excessive speed. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm losing you a bit. I've, I've got you in a tin can. I don't know if you've uh, moved locations, but... Uh, oh, sorry, no. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Um, so, there you yeah, are. There's so, John. Sorry about that. So, yeah, most of... We, we keep talking about slowing down. If you look at the statistics, and we need to really be evidence-based here, most of it, I'm going to say 90% of the fatalities have nothing to do with excessive speed. It's turning movements, right. it's inattentive drivers. So, you know, when, when I see uh, Jennifer Keysmat talking about slowing down and the Globe and Mail talking about slowing down, it's like, no, let's look at what's going on and let's have, to your point, let's have that honest discussion. Like, I get that it's a pain in the butt as a cyclist to stop at the stop signs because you get, you get momentum and then you have to stop. But the bottom line is, it's, it's, it's the rules of the road. So why are we not enforcing the rules on the road uh, for the cyclist as we are the car? I mean, it's fair to go after the motorists. Absolutely. Uh, but if you go after both, eventually, at least you might s- slow things down, you know, so that more people are conscious about it. Well, you might get a little more orderly movement of people, traffic and cyclists, right? But, you know, it's just politically not the thing to do. We blame drivers and... Nothing happens except fatalities go up. So okay, so fat- fatalities are okay, but politically we can't just call it what it is. That makes no sense to me. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm calling it what it yeah, is. Yeah, you are, but the, uh, the person I, running the show will not call it. You well, know, most I, I can't, I can't speak for anyone else, <laughs> but I, but I will say this: one of the elements of Vision Zero is enforcement. There's absolutely next to no enforcement in this city, and and then we scratch our heads. You know, <laughs> the solution's there. And and part of it is enforcement, changing everybody's behavior. You, you would right? make That's a killing. Driving. You know that, right? You would make a killing in the city if you did a blitz with, with, with bikes. And certainly you've got the... I see them every day. You've got lots of parking official guys that can go around and do this stuff. Well, I mean, and police officers. Look, uh, you know, 17 years ago when I was in traffic, we had 10 officers in our traffic uh, division in, in 53, which goes from Lawrence to Bloor. Bathurst to to Leslie. Now there's one officer for a 10-hour shift. Yeah, They have two total. So now you're 20%. What do you actually think is going to happen? People are going to take liberties. And, and we're seeing the results of that. But no one has the guts to say, hey, we need to change uh, how we do things. Should be an election issue because we know that there is an election uh, coming up. I want to put you on the spot a little bit um, because we've had this uh, shooting in Scarborough of two little girls, age five and nine. One is in life-threatening condition. Um, we've been talking a lot about the year of the gun. We know that there's a gun issue going on, even though politicians will not say that there's an issue. But the chief um, of police just went to the scene. I want to play you a clip of what he said, and I, I want to see if this rings <laughs> hollow to you or a little off to you. Take a listen. 
Well, no, you know what? This is the same thing that we go through every summer. So let, let's be very clear. Uh, when we look at our numbers, there's not this tremendous spike. There hasn't been. Uh, when we do have shooting incidents, they do go in peaks and valleys right across the city. It happens every single year. I'm not happy with it, so I'm not here to say all is well. Anytime that someone is motivated to use a firearm, I have great concerns for that. Um, um, is that not a little tone deaf? I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this happens every summer. What, five and nine-year-old children get shot near the playground? That's- yeah, well, he's not the greatest communicator. I will say that. That's, um, that's being generous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and not to, to make light of it, but because it is a very serious issue. And we talked about this, uh, I believe it was last week, that the trend is upward. So, you know, he can say there's no spike or there is a spike or whatever, but the trend has been upward since the quote-unquote year of the gun in terms of the number of shootings, and that's your indicator. And once again... Nobody wants to sort to look at it and say, okay, where are the problems and mm-hmm. how do we deal with it? Right. It's so instead, about- we get politics and thoughts and prayers instead of actual solutions. Is that right. what you're? Is, is that where we're going? Well, well, of course. And we we look at we look at you know police victimization. It's always about police victimizing everyone else. How about people getting shot and killed? Yeah. And let's see who's you know where it's happening, who's doing it, and 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 have that honest discussion. Nobody wants to have that. Yeah. Well, as the death toll continues to climb, I guess we're just supposed to suck it up for political correctness. But to me, you know. You got the chief of police who clearly knew to get to the scene very quickly and then just to say, well, this is something that happens in the summer. Oh, OK, well, maybe we should get an ice cream stand going for the next one. You know, like this to me is just is just I think we've, we're starting to reach the height of insanity if, if we've just kind of buckled up and, and accepted this. Well, it does seem to me that they are losing. We are losing a bit of control here. Yeah. And as I say, these numbers have been going up steadily and and there's no end in sight. And that's that's the big concern is that there really doesn't seem to even be a plan mm. in place. Yeah. Well, quickly, just before I let you go, because you were a former cop, uh, would you bring back carding? Do we need that intelligence back on the streets? I'm not necessarily I don't know, know that we necessarily need that intelligence, but we do need to support the police in their efforts and my concern is that right now it's it's easier for them to say forget it it's not worth engaging uh, certain members of the community because we're only going to generate a complaint and it's only going to hurt our career so until we we say hey we support you not necessarily carding because i understand that that actually has a negative impact on the community too Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to we need to give the police the support to do their job. And until we actually have the guts to do that, uh, nothing's going to change. Sad. John, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. That is uh, City Councilor John Burnside talking to us about a couple of issues that he, he's willing to talk about them. Maybe he should run for mayor. But then he'd probably start erasing it. But nonetheless, at least we get some truth here on Global News Radio.